Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel. She is Abby Schnabel. I am Noah Hiles. Abby, we're in. We're starting to get into the thick of June. We're a week into June, seven days in. And June, for college sports fans who you know love following the recruiting trail, June is the biggest of the official visit months. It's, it's when everyone starts going. Soon, also, uh, basketball, I believe, I think it's, I want to say next week is when they could start contacting members of the class of 2025. Some great local talent there, which is what we'll probably get into next week. But for this week, Abby, I mean, Pitt, had, Pitt entered this month with over 40 official visits scheduled. And that ranged from players from all over the country, guys from, you know, four stars who are in the mix with Alabama and Ohio State to two star guys who don't even have an offer from Pitt yet. That, that's how many different types of of players that are coming on campus for Pitt right now. And so far, as of the time we're recording this, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon. This will air on Thursday. Uh, Pitt has had five verbal commits this month. We only know of two. They're both defensive backs, both three stars. And while that's great, that's great. I mean, Pitt continues to stack up these verbal commitments. They have 16 verbal commits. We know of 13 of them. They're currently ranked 18th in the country as far as a recruiting class. Once those three other names surface, they could possibly be as high as a top 15 team in the country as far as, far as their recruiting class, which would be terrific for Narduzzi and the Panthers. However, the one thing, at least on my mind, and I'm sure it's not just only on my mind, I'm sure it's on the minds of all of Pitt staff, is they're still, and this could change, but as of now when we're recording, there's still one position missing from this 2024 class, and that's a quarterback. And while, you know, it's important for every team to, you know, everyone needs a quarterback, it's the most important position in all of sports, it's specifically important for this Pitt team when you look at their depth chart with their four quarterbacks on on scholarship, two of them are transfers in. This is a program that hasn't really done the best job at developing talent under center, um, not just through Narduzzi's tenure, but in years past. There's there's one very dramatic success story that we can all point to, and he's still playing in the city, and a lot of people like him. But I think the reason why so many people like that guy is because he was a bit of an anomaly where most of the other successful quarterbacks under Narduzzi's tenure, were guys that did not start their collegiate careers here. So we're going to get into the transfer portal aspect for a second, Abby. But before we do that, I want to say, if June ends, we still have what? How many days are in June? 30. So we have 23 days remaining in June. If those 23 days come and go, and there is not a verbal commit, that's a quarterback for Pitt's 2024 class. Is there reason to panic? Is there reason to worry? So I, I want to, before I really get into the answer of that, I want to take a look at those four scholarship guys that we 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 know heading into the season. You got uh, Dracovic, redshirt senior, uh, Veyer, redshirt sophomore, Nate Yarnell, redshirt sophomore, and Ty Diefenbach. Um, yeah. 
true freshmen. So those are the guys you have coming in. And you can, you know, Dracovic will be done after the season. Um, and then likely, potentially, some transfers out. Um, and, and so I can see the case made for we really want a 2024 uh, quarterback. And we want it. We want to know this person now. I'm not personally worried for Pitt if they don't have one by the end of the month. And here's why. Okay. First of all, tons of time. You know, 2024 is a whole year away. Yeah, you want to get your best guys early and you want to get them now. However, there's time. They don't necessarily – there's there's they've got a quarterback for, for next year one way or another. They yes, do. you want to bring in someone to start developing them. But even when you look past these scholarship players, they do have a handful of guys not on scholarship to try and develop and potentially become – in the rotation for for starters maybe the other thing to factor in is is we're we're in the era of the transfer portal and i don't think that you necessarily need a true freshman anymore to come into your program and develop i mean look at Dracovic, for example just because of the fact that he came in or the starting spot right away and granted i mean he's working with a guy that he used to work with, and it, it, it makes sense. But this is a guy who came in one year of eligibility left and earned that starting spot. And that's the theme that we're seeing more and more in college football. I mean, there was a handful of uh, success stories you can point to from uh, CFB last season in the QB role. I mean, Bo Nix at Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, Caleb Williams at USC. Those guys were playing at new teams, earned those starting spots, and had the best uh, seasons of their careers and and I think that's just more and more what we're going to in today's day and age is we're seeing guys jump not necessarily jump from school to school but it's not necessarily going to be oh we pick this guy out of high school and he's our quarterback especially within Pitt's program like you pointed out Kenny Pickett is a uh, great anomaly great success story within um things but that's not how it has been for Pitt. And so, you know, I won't be worried. Granted, there are great success stories of guys within the program you can look to from last season as well. Um, Noah told me I couldn't use the example of Alabama's Bryce Young's and Ohio State's Cedar Shroud, which makes sense. They were five stars coming in. Pitt's probably not going to get a five star. I'd be shocked if Pitt gets a five star. Yeah. But another good one is, is I mean, look at the season Kansas had under Jalen Daniels, who was a guy. Who, yeah. who paid his dues to get to that starting spot. And so, you know, there are, there are two sides and both have had success. I think the one that has had the most success, especially within Pitt's program, are the transfers. And that's why I won't be worried if by the end of the month they don't have a true freshman. Would I love to see them have a true freshman verbal commit? Absolutely. But I won't be worried if they don't. Okay, here's here's where I'm going to disagree. I do agree that there is time. However, there's also not a lot of time until camp starts. And I think if you were to ask that coaching staff, would you like to have at least one freshman verbally committed in this class before you start training camp, knowing that that's not weighing on your conscience, that we still got to get our quarterback of the future? That would be great, I'm sure. And in two years that Signetti's been here, they've only so far received one verbal commitment from a quarterback. And that's a two-star from a kid from California 
who didn't start playing the position until he was a sophomore in high school. That's not necessarily what you want as far as you need to find guys who are going to buy into that system. You mentioned the transfer thing, and you're right. And, and, and you know what? And if Pitt can go get a guy like Bo Nix, who started as a freshman at Auburn and started four years at Auburn, I think, or three years, and then went to, to Oregon, and, you know, if they can get a guy like that, then do it. But wait, they kind of did do that already. They did that, they did that with Keaton Slovis, and it didn't work. I mean, if you can go get a Penix, or if you can get, and you know what, if you can go get Caleb Williams, you go get him. But the reality is Pitt's not going to be a place that's going to be able, because of the offense that they run, they're not going to go get those guys who, who play in these spread offenses in the SEC or the Big 12 and that have these big numbers. Because if they're not bringing in these three-star guys or, or, or four-star, five-star guys out of high school because of their offense or because of their program prestige, what's gonna, what does their offense have to offer that they're going to be able to bring them in through the portal. Now, granted, you're seeing former four stars at other positions want to come to Pitt, but what are those positions? It's the secondary. It's running back. It's these positions that Pitt's system, both offensively and defensively, cater to. They're going to say, I have the talent. I can come here. I can plug and play, and I will be an NFL player one day. And that's true. But for quarterback, it's it's not that case. And so that's why I'm worried here. You mentioned the transfer portal and everything, and that's true. You can get a starter. This year, when Dracovic takes his first snap against Wofford, he will be the third different starting quarterback in a season opener for Pitt in the last three years. He's not going to be here next year, which means whoever starts a quarterback next year for Pitt, be it Christian Bayer, be it Nate Yarnell, be it Ty Diefenbach, be it Noah Hiles, I still have four years of eligibility. Doubt that one will happen. But whoever it is, that's going to be four quarterbacks in four years. And I don't care if you're Alabama, Georgia, Pitt, Mount Union, whoever. You don't want that type of turnover at that position. You want the the ability. Granted, if you've got a kid that you feel is one year away from being able to take over, that's what maybe you want. Is We'll get a guy from the portal. He can be the bridge quarterback. And ideally, when Slovis came in, that was the plan for him. He had two years of eligibility. The plan was to bring him in, probably play one or two years. And at that point in time, they had a verbal commit named Kenny Minchie, who's now on Notre Dame's roster. He was a four-star and he was going to take over as a redshirt freshman. I'm sure that was the plan at Pitt, but it didn't work out. And right now, yes, Pitt knows it's probably 99% has its next starting quarterback on this roster. It's either going to be Vayer or Yarnell. My guess is the guy who loses that battle probably transfers out. So now you're four starting quarterbacks on scholarship. That number gets cut in half to two. And sure, you can get one through the transfer portal, but if you have to get a second one through the portal as well, now you're looking at 75% of the most important position on your roster being guys that aren't familiar with your system. They're all learning the playbook fresh. And sure, a high school kid, is also learning the playbook fresh, but the intention is when you bring in a high schooler that they will sit down and they will learn it and they can start watching the film when they're a senior in high school to get an idea of what you're running. And they can come in in the spring before they're even you know, a high school graduate or they graduate early and come in as an early enrollee and they start learning and developing. That's what you want here. So I think that it is, it is important because – 
yeah, I think personally, I think Bayer is the guy next year. And Jakovic, I think, will be an upgrade from what they had from Slovis. Because like what you said, Abby, while uh, Slovis had the better collegiate career prior to Pitt compared to Jakovic, Jakovic is a much better fit for this offense. But you're not going to continue finding Jakovics who have played in Frank Signetti's specific scheme, who have played all those years. And if you do, that's great. But that's not what you want to bank on. And that's not good for your receiving core. That's not good for your offensive line. You want a guy who you can build that chemistry. Listen to any former Pitt player or any player who may be still on the roster, who was a part of that 2021 championship team. You mentioned Kenny Pickett's name and listen to them gush over the guy. That's because he was there for five years. They watched him turn into a three-star guy like they were into a first round, the first quarterback taken in. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. The NFL draft. They watched him take the pit program to places it had never been before since joining the ACC. That's the type of dude you need when you need a a leader, when you need someone who can run an offense. So I do think that that is why it is instrumentally important for them to get not just some guy. They can get a two-star. They can go get an, an, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm completely out on Ty Diefenbach. I'm not, but I don't want Ty Diefenbach if I'm pit to be my only backup plan next year because he's a long-term thing. And I think he understands that, that, you know, he was verbally committed to UNLV until Kenny Minchie decommitted and Pitt offered him. So he knows that he wasn't a high priority. So that's why I think you want a guy who other teams want that is a good prospect, a a three or a four-star that can come in, spend his senior year of high school every Saturday afternoon or evening, turning on ESPN or the ACC Network or ABC or NBC and watching what plays Pitt Pitt is running. You want him signed on signing day in the fall. You want him on campus in January, learning the offense, taking snaps. That stuff is important. And so that's why I think it is reason to be a little bit worried. Maybe not panic, but it is reason to worry if they can't get one verbal commit from a quarterback. And I know they're in the mix for two, which is what we're about to transfer for or trans, uh, transition over to after I let you make a retort here. Um, but I think that, yes, you definitely need you need somebody by the end of June because you need that's something that you can't just keep recycling and, and turning it. You, you, you like to have that option. The transfer portal is always a great option, but you also want to be able to develop things. Cause what does that say about your program? If you go two years in a row under an offensive coordinator and you can't even bring in a three-star quarterback. You make very valid points that I very much agree with. There is one I want to pick apart though, being that Kenny Menchie, uh, four star, like you said, committed, to pitch mm-hmm. around, around this time last year. And he switched. Yeah. So what's to say they get a guy by the end of this month and he switches? That's because why Kenny I, Minchie didn't sign up to run Frank Signetti's offense. Okay. That's fair. 
Yeah. That's, that's a fair point. But I, I mean, I just think that there's so much movement early. There is. And and that doesn't mean anything. You're right. Like, to, and not to interrupt you. I just didn't. But, like. Yeah. No, it's a good. Kids it's can change their mind whenever. Yeah. But, like, Kenny Minchie watched Kenny Pickett running a spread under Matt Whipple, throwing the ball over the field. And then he was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then he, you know, he might have committed even after they hired Signetti. But he had a full season to watch Signetti. Then he had a full season to watch what Notre Dame does under coach Freeman. And he was like, ah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go to that. But on the flip side, there's always bigger fish in the sea. And there are kids that if Notre Dame comes knocking, Notre Dame should probably be able to steal a player from Pitt anytime it wants. So my point stands in that. Yes, yes that is a, that is a case in which he was like, I want to go to this offense rather than this one. But the point stands is that who's to say that someone that they do get isn't gone by the time uh, signing day rolls around. And then that's true. why, that's why I'm not like, yes, I see your points and I understand. And you made the good distinction of I'm not, I'm worried, but I'm not panicking. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good distinction to make because I, I don't think they, I think there's a little bit of sweat there if you don't have someone, but I'm not freaking out quite yet. Um, just because there is still time and yeah, who knows? They could be in the same boat that uh, Notre Dame was in, and someone flips to them. Granted, a little bit of a different case, but yeah. you, you never know what's going to happen, and that's why I like your distinction of I'm worrying, I'm not panicked, but I, I don't know. I just in today's day and age, I'm not even I'm not too worried. Like on a scale of one to ten of okay. my worry, I'm probably sitting at about a four or five. That's fair. Um, I I think that I. Uh... Yeah, I think there are other factors, like I said, that could prevent possibly a Minchie thing. But then again, like like I said, regardless of if they know the offense or not, or confident if if a better if a better offer arises, like yeah, facts are facts. There are better football programs than Pitt out there. Mm-hmm. There are better fro- uh, programs that produce better quarterbacks than Pitt out there. And if one of them comes knocking on your door, and hell, maybe is saying that you can get better NIL opportunities, like saying, hey, maybe you could start here. Uh, whatever the case is, sure, they could always lose someone, but it's it's good to have at least one. Yeah, just because you know you're you're spending less of your time and resources trying to find one during the season when you have to win football games, mm-hmm. and so that's where I'm looking at. As far as options here, and we'll we'll throw these two out real quick. There are two guys, at least two quarterbacks, two that I'm I'm kind of really focusing on. Uh, guys that I've heard specifically like from people I know within the program or whatever that their pit is very high on uh, that have either made an official visit or will be on campus with an official visit this month. And that's the first one is Trevor Jackson. He made his official visit last weekend. He's a three-star out of Florida. Um, and if you look, Rivals projects him to go to Pitt. Uh, 247 Sports projects him to go to Pitt. He very well could be one of these three unknown verbal commits. And if he is, then this whole 18-minute discussion that we just had is meaningless. But, um, you know, if he's not, who knows? Who knows? But that would be a big pickup for them because he's a pro-style guy. He plays in a similar system already to what Pitt runs. That'd be good. The other one that I know that they have a lot of interest in is Henry Hasselbeck the son of Matt Hasselback, who played for the Seattle Seahawks and, you know, was on TV for a whole bunch of different networks as an analyst. His recruitment's a little bit more 
difficult, I would say. He's verbally committed to play lacrosse in Maryland, right at Maryland right now. Um, and then as far as football recruiting goes, I think it's a two-team race between Pitt and Boston College, his dad's alma mater. So that will be a tough one. But if you look at Pitt's coaching staff, there are some Boston College ties on that staff, specifically the guy who runs the offense, who used to run the offense at Boston College, not when um, Hasselback was there, but I'm sure they must have bumped elbows once or twice. So I think those are two guys to definitely watch out for, Trevor Trevor Jackson and Henry Hasselbeck. It could be those two. It could be someone else. You know, I looked. I mean, according to 247 Sports, they've offered 29 quarterbacks. Now, half of those guys are committed, and I don't think half of them will ever step foot on Pitt's campus unless if it's for a road game, which actually even isn't on Pitt's campus. Um, you know, that's not going to be a thing. But still, like you said, Abby, there is some time, but – it would make it a lot better. I think their recruiting class, if they could get one quarterback verbally committing, their recruiting class would have a – you could tie a bow on it at the end of June. If if they got 16 guys and one of them's a quarterback, I mean, I'm sure they'll get more after that. But if they didn't, this would be a win. They'd probably finish in the top 25 in the country as far as recruiting classes go. It would be an enormous win if they can get one of those two guys that I just mentioned or someone of their of their caliber. So yeah. that's all I got. Abby, anything else to wrap it up here? Nope. I just can't believe we're almost a football season. I guess football season's year round, but we're getting it to sure it. It sure is. Yes. We're getting, uh, we're, we're getting there. We got ACC Media Day at the end of July, and then August rolls around. You got your first Pat Narduzzi training camp to cover. And let me tell you, they're a good time. Woo-hoo. Hit that subscribe all button if you haven't already and keep tuning in. We'll have all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage you need on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel. Take care. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you liked the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down in the description. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specright para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios.